Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. This is uh, your host today, Seminary Nicholas Vetter for the Diocese of Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, and I'll be joined today by your usual host, Monsignor Schumacher. But it's my great privilege uh, to lead the show, uh, and it's very unusual for him, so we'll see how he does. We're both in a new <laughs> position. Uh, we're sitting here at Fisher Industries, live from Fisher Industries. It's good to have uh, all of our listening audience today uh, from around the region, all the way down to my hometown in Torrington, Wyoming, in fact. That's right. And so, before I bring Monsignor on, we're going to start... Uh, just reflect upon our great solemnity tomorrow, the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus, uh, which is here towards the end of our great feasts. I just want to put in a little context that uh, we had Easter, right, this year, uh, COVID Easter, where most of us uh, were not able to have mass, straight into divine mercy. Uh, and then we had Ascension, Pentecost, Holy Trinity, and Corpus Christi here the last few weeks one thing after another. Uh, but it's the sacred heart, I think, that really encapsulates all these feasts. That it's God's uh, divine love, his love for all of us. That Christ's heart reveals to each and every one of us his infinite love, his infinite love. And of course, we can't love him uh, unless he loved us, right, John? that he loved us first, he showed us uh, his love and mercy. And as the church fathers uh, pointed out, uh, they reflected upon this great mystery. And that what they kept going to is that when Christ was pierced in the side by the lance, it opened up his heart, his loving mercy uh, towards all of us. And you had the birth of the church and the sacraments. So, how we experience the love of God uh, in our in our life is through the church and through the sacraments primarily, uh, and it's no small no small uh, thing for us. Uh, and so, for this great feast uh, tomorrow, we're reminded of God's loving mercy. And then on Saturday, we also have the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And then these great feasts will be will be encapsulated. Will be finished. Uh, with the great feast of the church, St. Peter and Paul, here in a few weeks, that uh, we've had this progression, the rising of Christ from the dead uh, into ordinary time, and then uh, encapsulated by the successor, that Peter and Paul uh, himself. And so, we're here, and I'm proud to bring on Monsignor Sh Patrick Schumacher, Thank you, Nick, for the lead-in, and uh, this is uh, a great location for my last show. I've had nine good years mm -hmm. here and in Dickinson, and I will begin at Corpus Christi on July 1st. Nick Vetter has been with me since Holy Thursday. He's been helping me out with the radio. Thanks for uh, orienting us in our liturgical year, 
and let me orient everybody right now on our first guest. I cannot think of a, 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 of a better first guest on my last show than Flo Thank Freed you. sitting in front of me. Flo, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. Uh, I, I first think of you as a gentleman, um, a, a great man of faith. We've served on boards together. You always bring great reason, and then you always, and how you help us bring confidence to, to the missions that I've always served on boards with you. And I want to thank you for that and how you've helped me in the last nine years, how you've helped Trinity Catholic Schools here in the Dickinson area in the last nine years. Well, thank you, and, and that help comes from great leadership. Well, and I, I think in nine years when I moved to town, I made a comment to somebody that Flo Freed works for Fisher Industries, and the person said, no, Flo Freed is Fisher <laughs> Industries. Uh, and we, before we went on the air, we walked uh, through the, the shops in back, uh, Nick Vetter loved it. His father's a welder, and all of the fabricating going on. You're in manufacturing. You're in asphalt. You're in gravel. You're 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 in a lot of things. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then okay. tell us uh, a little bit about. Uh, there's a lot to say uh, about Fisher Industries, but first, tell us a, a little bit about yourself, Flo. Okay. Uh, thank you, Monsignor. And uh, I moved to Dickinson in 1974. I've uh, been a member of St. Joseph's Parish with Father Keith Streifler since. Uh, I'm married to Jackie Meyer from Gladstone, a local gal, uh, the oldest of 11, family 11, all Trinity High School and Trinity Elementary School alumni. Uh, I myself went to St. Vincent's in Mott. I grew up north of Mott on a farm next to St. Placidus Church, which is no longer there, but uh, that's where I had my early formation. Uh, we have four grown daughters. The two oldest are married, and we have eight grandchildren, and number nine coming in August, so we're excited about that. And uh, we've been involved in the Catholic school system pretty much since I moved to Dickinson and my wife for her entire life here. And uh, our kids are all alumni of Trinity Catholic school system, and now our grandkids are starting. We've got uh, this year three of them that'll be in the school system, so the tradition goes on. And uh, as you all know, it uh, takes a family and a village to raise a family. And uh, what a, couldn't find a better place for it. We've got four fabulous parishes with great priests leading them and uh, very advent supporters of the Catholic school system. Indeed you are. Flo Freed is my guest starting off this morning. We are coming to you live from Fisher Industries in Dickinson, North Dakota. This is quite a plant. Tell us a little bit about Fisher Industries, founded by Gene Fisher, the late Gene Fisher. Uh, it's a, a remarkable uh, place to, to walk through, and you're certainly making an impact. In, in many ways, people don't even realize. Tell us about Fisher Industries here in Dickinson, based out of Dickinson. Fisher Industries was started in 1952, so it's been around a while. Uh, we started out very locally here in uh, western north, southwestern North Dakota. And uh, over the years have migrated into the four upper Midwest states, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming. And in the late 90s, Gene's oldest son, Tommy, moved to Phoenix, Arizona and started up the asphalt business and the uh, concrete paving. We have a drilling and blasting division down there now. So we do heavy civil as well as the aggregate processing and the manufacturing that happens here in Dickinson. We do that down south as all well. Uh, we have a division down there that uh, does steel girder fabrication and concrete girder for bridges, overpasses, things like that. 
they have a facility that's quite a bit bigger than what this actually is, and about 150 employees. And then we have, of course, the sand and gravel yet. We're still doing that down there. And uh, we're operating in pr there's primarily right now about 11 states that we're working in at any given time. Now, one of the things I didn't realize about fisher industry is and we all want good roads, and we complain when we don't have them. But you, when you drive down a highway, fisher industries has had a part in this, in, in this road. Uh, what I didn't realize is that you manufacture equipment that, that gets uh, aggregate, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a, I really don't know what I'm talking about, but I know the word. You, you get sand, gravel ready for the road. So what, what has Fisher Industries done for that highway that I'm, that I'm probably going to drive well, on this afternoon? Well, what we will do is we'll process the aggregates. We'll open up a gravel pit and then sort it the, because there's a gradation that goes to every aggregate you produce, whether it's for concrete or asphalt. And what our equipment does is refines that aggregate process it to meet the specifications that the state DOTs or the feds put on to get it ready for making that asphalt or that concrete. So uh, it, our job is to process it and get it ready for the asphalt plants in the upper Midwest. In the Southwest, we not only produce the aggregate, but we also do the asphalt paving itself. Uh, Jerry Wool is a friend of mine. His wife works for me, Nancy, mm -hmm. at the St. Wenceslaus. He, he, he heads up uh, a, 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 a pit for you, right? Yes. And then what else does Fisher Industries do? Well, outside of the manufacturing and the aggregate construction, we also do, like I mentioned, the steel fabrication of Southwest for bridges, building bridge structures. Uh, we do the precast concrete. We have ready-mix plants like in our facilities in Glendive, Billings, and Livingston, Montana. We're not only producing aggregates on site and asphalt, mix we're also producing concrete and selling concrete Five minutes. so uh, again Flo Fried is my guest this is my last show out of Dickinson North Dakota before I move to Bismarck and my first guest is a good one Flo Fried we're coming to you live from Fisher Industries thank you for listening to Real Presence Live we appreciate all of our listeners we hope everybody's having a good start to their day if not I hope it gets better a good start to my day is always a good road and we're talking about how Fisher <laughs> Industries helps that out. Tell us about the wall. What what can you say? What can you say about the wall? Fisher Industries has been, you know, conspicuously on the news uh, with Tommy, and we, we we've heard of 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 that. And tell us what you can uh, about that flow. Okay, uh, we've got three different contracts with the Corps of Engineers for building border wall. Uh, we have a section in South of El Paso. It's a 21-mile section that we're doing, and we're, and we're under construction on that right now. We also have a section called Yuma 3. It's uh, east of uh, Yuma on the border, and that's uh, a 30-mile section that we're working on and under construction. And I believe we have about seven miles of that completed already. And then we're just starting a section down south of Tucson in the Nogales area, just west of Nogales at Sassabe. And then there's a portion about four miles that is actually east of Nogales that we'll be doing. So it's two different sections there. And that's in a very mountainous area. And, and that's where I was showing you those truck yes. boxes that we're building to climb those grades. So we're just getting started with that. We're going to start setting wall next week is the plan. So, And you're going to go down there soon, you said, yes, too? Yes, Monday I'll be flying down Are there. you going to be on site? Are you yes. going to... And this, this is kind of how, how many people how many people are, are are assisting on those projects how many employees if you can roughly right, right now i would guess that we uh if you take them fabricators because we're doing our own fabrication for the bollards themselves in coolidge and then at welton and then also a site that we have in uh, el paso so if we take those 
fabricators involved and then the trucking and then all the people on site because we're doing all the transportation ourselves as well there's probably about 200 and 250 people plus that are in and it'll ramp up a little as we get going because in some areas we'll be doing double shifts you're a faithful uh, parishioner at saint joseph's here in dickinson my mom and dad were married there in 63 good parish to belong to Father Keith Streifel, yes. good guy, my high school classmate. Yes. Go Williston, hi, class of 85. <laughs> tell, us, uh, it, it, t- tell us how your, your faith has, um, has, before we go to break here, and we'll continue this after the break, how, how has your faith impacted your work? It, it certainly has, because you're, you're not just involved here at Fishers, you're involved in, in so many organizations. Well, the faith is a very big part of our life, and it always has been. It was with my parents and my grandparents, and we, we had very good examples. We were, my wife and I are both very fortunate that our parents were very faithful people and are, and uh, they set a very good example and, and uh, led us in the right direction. And uh, as we matured, we realized the fruits of what they were doing. There's a reason they were living the lives they were, and uh, they were a great example. And then, of course, the Catholic Church has so many opportunities for us and in Dickinson it's unbelievable we have uh, that man is you program at St. Joe's we got Bible study at Queen of Peace and we got mass in the evening so that you can make a daily mass uh, there's adoration we have all these opportunities to help build and uh, it's been very helpful for us my wife and I in both not only my career but also in our family and our personal life because uh, you know my legacy is not going to be what I did it's what I'm going to leave behind, and that comes from our children and what we do for our children and the responsibility we have as uh, parents, co-workers, and to help with the salvation of those we are around and surround ourselves with. We're ultimately responsible, so you can't, can't work on your faith for a day and then rest. It's an ongoing process. Flo, it's a pleasure to visit with you. We're going to take a break here shortly, coming back, and we're coming to you live from... Fisher Industries in Dickinson, Flo Freed. Uh, what, what is your title here? What, what is your title? I'm a vice president for General Steel S- and Supply Company. Okay. And remember, he doesn't work for Fisher's. He is Fisher <laughs> Industries. And uh, I say that affectionately, and uh, everybody knows I'm right. Flo Freed here at Fisher Industries, um, a man of great responsibility and a man of great faith. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Monsignor Schumacher. And this is Nicholas Vetter. Proud to be your host today. He's helping me out, and uh, we'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College. Experience the momentum. Have you ever known someone who has taken their own life? 50% of Americans have. I'm Father Chris Alar. For years, professionals have called the tragedy of suicide an epidemic, but we believe it has become a pandemic because more people in the world take their own life than die by all the wars or homicides combined. 
Do you know that there are more veterans who have killed themselves than were killed in the Vietnam War? And these numbers keep increasing, especially among the youth. And society doesn't help. Through misguided ways, such as shows like 13 Reasons Why, suicide has become glorified in our society. But there is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, everyone. This Again, this is your host, uh, Seminary Nicholas Vetter, uh, with Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. And we're here at Fisher Industries with Flo Freed. So to get back to uh, what we were talking about, I think uh, it's quite mysterious how God works and some may wonder how exactly do roads building roads uh, building these uh, big iron things and faith how do they meet and uh, so hopefully you have a little insight there for us of exactly how do these daily how does a person in the world working a somewhat normal job really uh, encounter the faith and as a seminarian uh, we're often in the theoretical. We study uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, grace, all the the, huma- the humanity, divinity of Christ, all these uh, different uh, aspects. But do you have, are there ways practically uh, when it comes down to day-to-day uh, living, living one's faith? How does one do that uh, in, their, in your work? Well, the first thing that has to be a part of it is your prayer life. Uh, I've learned early on that the things that we accomplish or think we do as individuals, we're not doing alone. Uh, if, if you look at what I'm doing today and looked at my education, by society standards, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Uh, I graduated high school, went to college for a year for welding, and uh, worked on the shop floor as a welder here, and over the years progressed to the position where I'm at today. And uh, so I don't have the educational background to be dealing in financing, insurance, and uh, things like that, and uh, the human relations part of it. So uh, there is such a thing as divine intervention, and I'm a a, a witness to that, because uh, it's nothing I had done on my own, because I don't have the credentials for it. And uh, so prayer's been a big part of my life, uh, always has been. And as I get older, I understand the need for it more. Uh, it's like anything that we do, whether it's a profession here at Fishers or a, a sports or whatever, you practice. You need to practice your faith. You need to uh, expound on it, grow with it, take advantage of all the opportunities that our Catholic Church 
gives us, and there are a lot of them. And if you do that, and you can enfold that into your daily life, it becomes a reflection for other people to see. You don't need to wear it on your shirt sleeve. Yeah. It's, it comes down to relationships. And our industry is no different than any other. It's relationship. It's a relationship industry. Uh, we go out in the field, and we might be in a remote area crushing aggregates, but we're crushing it and making that product for someone or a group of people. And if you have that good foundation and that good basis, people will pick up on that. Yeah, they, this, they sense it. They see it. This is great because uh, I think it also points out another uh, great aspect of our faith that grace builds upon nature. So even though you didn't have the schooling uh, to be in the position you are today, uh, because uh, you've built the virtues uh, on, a hu- on the human level, uh, dependability, uh, consistency, uh, trying to grow in these basic virtues, God then can work with it. And that's what uh, I think has also happened uh, in your life. And the beautiful uh, aspect of prayer that you've uh, touched on, that we're reminded that prayer is a relationship uh, with Jesus Christ, that uh, the person of Christ. One of the things that strikes me about you, Flow Free, this is Monsignor Schumacher. Again, we're live from Fisher Industries. You have a great relatability uh, about you. You're certainly competent in what you do. And you, even when I've worked on boards with you, you've allowed us to, to um, you're not a micromanager. And so what I look for in people working around me is autonomy, um, relatability, and that they're competent in what they do. I can give them autonomy, and I can give them competency in what they do, but a gift I cannot give them is relatability. And I know, Nick, you and I, we've studied with people that are really, really smart. Yeah. In fact, they're brilliant, <laughs> but generally useless. Yeah. Uh, and, and, that, that, and that's, uh, that, that, that we, we don't need that in parishes. We that's don't need true. really, really smart priests. Uh, and I and I, I don't read Hebrew, but I admire those who do. Yeah. But but there there has to be a, a practical relatability, and uh, to work, to lead with uh, to lead with that. And you've allowed your employees to do that. That's what I've always um, observed in you, Flo. And that's what I've always admired about you. What would you have to say to to those leaders out there that that maybe have been away from their from their faith uh, in, in our Lord, whatever denomination, and to get back to it. Well, well, one of the things that always helps me, and I can tell when I get lax, I, I know when I'm not uh, receiving the sacraments as I should, and in particular uh, reconciliation, uh, that you get frustrated. There's a level of frustration. And uh, what used to happen very naturally for you becomes a challenge. For me, it does and, and that's a cue to me to get back to the basics that I'm, I'm getting lax and lazy and I need to get back in the game. Uh, and uh, like I said earlier, you know, it, it's not just about what I do here that I have to stay current on. It's, it's my faith life, too, because that refocuses me and it gets rid of a lot of the anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety in what we do today. Everything happens so quickly. And uh, to think that we can do it on our own is just simply foolish. The yeah. economy has changed a lot since mid-March. How, how has this affected Fisher Industries? You know, we were very fortunate that we're, we were classified as a, an essential business. So we did some uh, important steps. As you noticed, Monsignor, when you came today, the front door is locked. And you bu- we're buzzing people in. I noticed uh, that. And that is for the safety of the employees. 
because we don't know who's coming. We have a lot of people that we don't, aren't normal customers that are coming in for job application stuff. So we do that. We've done things like that. We do, we have a cleaning process to keep the facility sanitized that we're doing. And, uh, and using our social distancing, we had people working from home that could for a while. And uh, so we've changed how we're doing business. We haven't changed what we do as a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're still very focused. It's customer orientated. Everything we do is for customers. It's, uh, we say we build it for ourselves, some of the equipment, but it's ultimately producing aggregates for customers. Are you planning community days? I attended your uh, community days, um, open house. I'm not sure the exact title of it. Are yeah. you hosting that again this year? You know, right now we have nothing planned and simply because of the COVID-19 issues, because there's a lot of concern out there, and and we're respectful and mindful of those that are concerned about it. Uh, I think it was in the summer last year. Uh, If uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, keep your ears out. It's fascinating if you could attend the Fisher Industries open house, is that what you call it? Um, uh, You can walk through the plants, they tell you what you do. It's fascinating, I mean, who knew? I've been driving by Fisher Industries for for years, and until you you stop and, and meet the people and see what they do here. It's really, really fascinating. It's really, really, really an honor for North Dakota and southwestern North Dakota. Well, a lot of what we do here isn't the local clientele mm-hmm. don't walk in our door to buy iron. Right. There's businesses that do, but the local customers are not mom and dad downtown. Sure. So they don't, a lot of people really don't know what all we do. And uh, I had an individual that owns a business in town here come in and says, you know, you've got to be one of the best kept secrets in town. <laughs> because they don't know what we do. We don't know. A lot of people amazed. off the street don't eat an aggregate uh, right. mic, uh, separator. Exactly. Right. Uh, can I ask you a question? How, how do you find gravel? We have a crew, our lab crew, that goes out and does prospecting. We get calls from farmers, ranchers, landowners that say, hey, I think we have gravel on our property, and they t- we find out where it's at. And logistically, if it fits where we don't have a deposit or something, we'll take a, a loader, extend a hole. It's got an extending arm on it that reaches out so we can dig 20 feet deep and we'll dig test holes to see what we have for gravel, pull samples out, run gradations on them, test the rock for uh, stability, make sure it's a good hard rock because there are requirements for the hardness of the rock, can't have shale, things like that in our iron oxide and depend on the aggregates you're producing so we can determine if it's good for road gravel, asphalt material or concrete aggregates and then we'll work out a lease with the landowner. Is scoria tough to find? Yeah, there's there's, we still have deposits of it, but uh, it's more and more scarce. That's a limestone, right? Yeah. Well, it's a uh, uh, volcanic okay. rock. You know, it's uh, made from heat. You know, we, we could talk for hours. Yeah. Flo, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for being uh, my first guest on my last show here in yeah, Dickinson. I miss you. Flo Freed from, uh, from Fisher Industries. Uh, I used to walk by your house every day. Uh, when Caesar was alive, Romeo and I don't walk as much. How's that Chevy doing? Is it? Uh, is, it's is, it's work- is it still working? Yeah, yeah, we 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 were uh, <laughs> we were Ford guys, and then he bought a Chevy. They're all good trucks. My yeah. friend just bought a Dodge, which is a, a beautiful truck as well. I kind of hated to see it uh, go that way, though. But you know, not not everybody is. Nothing's perfect, but heaven, yes. Flo, including you. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a beautiful truck, and uh, I want to say hi to your your wife Jackie and to your whole family. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, I really appreciate everything in my time with you on the board at uh, Trinity Catholic Schools. It was a very challenging time, and your leadership was greatly appreciated at a very difficult time. And uh, it's wonderful to see what came. The fruits of our labor are 
are showing. The we, good Lord blessed us. We had some very interesting years together, and uh, thank you for that, and I, and I thank you. And my sister and her husband are looking forward to seeing you at Corpus Christi. My oh. younger sister, my little sister, Bev and Jean. Was Revenious. Bev and Jean? Revenious. Okay, I'll, ke- I'll, yeah. ke- I'll keep an eye out and, and for And keep them busy down there. I'll keep an eye out for them, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll do that. My older sister had you as a pastor at St. Joseph's of Mandan, Char and Dewey Marthaler. That's right. So, <laughs> it's all in the family. It's all in the family. <laughs> like I said earlier, it takes a family and a village. Fantastic. Well, Flo Freed, God bless you. And we're going to take a break here, and we're going to move on to really the man that, that made all of our work possible, and that's Bishop David Kagan. He, he backed all of our work with the school system here. Yes, he did. Very much so. So God bless you, and we'll see you around. Thank you, Flo. Uh, this is, again, your, your uh, seminarian and your host, Nicholas Vetter, uh, and Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. Uh, as we go into our next uh, great segment of Real Presence Live here uh, after the break, so please stay tuned. We're going to talk to Bishop David Kagan about the new religious community in the Diocese of Bismarck that uh, he has recently formed, uh, and so much more. So stay tuned. 